Let me pull up my dirge notes. Because I actually took extensive notes this time. Yeah, Curtis came fucking strapped this week. More strapped than Vincent Valentine, who was three <laughs> guns deep. Actually, is Vincent even three guns deep in this game? At this point, yes. Three barrels and three guns. Yeah, yeah he's, okay, he's at so least he has nine barrels deep. <laughs> yeah, because I, it's hard to tell because you can just mix and match. I think we talked about this a little yeah. bit, but we can just be juggling through all of the shit. He might just be that fast. Actually, now that I think about it, when you add like the long barrel to a gun, does it replace all three barrels or just the one barrel? Like one barrel of the three. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's a. They're heavily manufactured too, because you can just go up to a jukebox and get it like any of that shit. Yeah, I mean, they must be want. like, yeah, it's super available. There's no gun laws in that world. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's a good point because you have three guns that you can have customizable to whatever you want. But when you unequip those items, eventually you'll have more than three guns worth of parts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got that big cape, so like he has the room to. To store them, you know what I mean. I guess I, I actually want to talk about that cape and just Vincent Valentine in general because recently we watched Advent Children. Well, and Carl and I did. True. <laughs> Vincent's movement. In I that, didn't sully my eyes. Vincent's movement in that movie in that film is so fucking cool. He's like all <laughs> ethereal and stuff, and he's like he looks like a fucking ghost, and he's just jumping all over the place. And in this, he can't even fucking climb a goddamn ladder or jump <laughs> over like yeah, a small. The whole fight gap. scene's going on. There's like this the Sorcerer Supreme's cape, but it's just like a, a sentient, just like kind of cloak zooming around like a vampire ghost shit and it's like what is this weird red thing splattering all over the fight Curtis I don't want to spoil it for you or anyone who hasn't seen it yet but uh Vincent's like yeah, first... don't spoil this 20 year old movie for <laughs> they first razz him for not having a phone his, well yeah that's very, very <laughs> good uh his first appearance in Advent Children is fucking awesome it's really? so goddamn cool yeah even as a 32 year old fucking cynic I'm like yeah <laughs> hell yeah that shit owns well you know what I noticed about Vincent this um this episode he's very wet he's got very wide child barren hips <laughs> i was like ooh his hips as wide as his shoulders but his <laughs> but his midsection as thin as his arms he has he's proportions like a- of like a sailor moon scout but like the build of like a xenomorph <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about we, we can talk about xenomorphs here in a minute because uh i do have something to say about that <laughs> Um, yeah, he. I told Carl this earlier before recording. This is the first chapter in the game that I've truly felt my mind slipping away from <laughs> me, <laughs> and I don't know if it's these times that we live in. I don't know if it's my age catching up with me. But as I was watching, like, so I played this uh, this section like a couple weeks ago, and then I just watched a playthrough of it last night and took notes. And as I was watching it, I was just, I had that moment where like, I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) Podcast is over. It's canceled. I'm I'm watching this fucking game for the second time. Like, (laughs) I like, I don't know if like, is this game the worst game I've ever played, but I love it. Or is it like really good? And I fucking hate it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to have an existential crisis over watching gameplay of Dirge of Cerberus, I've been throwing them on my YouTube, so you can, you can check it out, where I just kind of talk about how it's shitty the whole time. 
10 out of 10 perfect game. I also did want to say that Vincent has a body like an hourglass and it's ticking like a clock, but I wanted to make <laughs> sure I had the, the, the correct lyrics there and I was frantically Googling and then I found another thing and I was like, that doesn't sound like the song that I'm thinking of. But yeah, he is in the business of misery, oh, and, and that he, misery is... Uh, and then he pops a limit break. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, previously, we uh, saw a nice little flashback uh, through the eyes of Vincent being mutated in Hojo's lab at underneath Shinra Manor, and some view from inside a test chamber or test tube, and you see Lucretia there, and then we flash over to current day, where Vincent is still in a test tube. But Vince, Vincent's still in a test tube, fully clothed, floating in Baja Blast, and he looks oh, yeah. right at the camera and says, "This is the Every FNFF podcast. My name is Curtis. My name is Carl Valentine. <laughs> My name's Alex, and I'm scribbling on the glass to say, let's make a break for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till lunch. That's when we'll make our break. <laughs> so one of the things I like about this game is that like." In some respects, like so the game is actually like it, like like we said the first episode, it looks pretty good. Like I like the look of this game, and I think like the cutscenes are very well done. Um, all the characters look super cool. All the characters look super cool. But I noticed that they couldn't give a floating animation for Vincent in the vat, so he's actually just standing <laughs> on the ground. He's t posing. <laughs> his hands are clipping through the <laughs> vat itself. It's those iron boots. But he's like, yeah, he's like fully, he's fully clothed, <laughs> hands to his side. Posing, I suppose, and just like standing in the vat, <laughs> standing like, in the back to tank. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of incredible. I was just like this looks very awkward. Yeah, they didn't so. want to give him floaty physics. They just they basically for the mechanics of the game just had him stand yeah. in a glowy tube and just put a bubbly texture in front of him. <laughs> like um, his cape is clearly not buoyant because it's still. It's still entirely affected by gravity, even though he's like submerged in a liquid. All the bubbles are going up, not. <laughs> it makes as much sense as the uh, the flag in the lunar landing video. <laughs> That's gonna be our mm. big thing this uh, this this season. We're, we are we are moon becoming, truthers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have enough to do, so we just decided to make that part of our personality. Yeah, exactly. But I guess we're in Shalua's lab or something because Shalua's here. Well, she yeah, tells so us. Yeah, uh, so we we saw her at the end of uh, last episode after we went full sicko mode and right. then passed out and comically went completely stiff and fell backwards because they didn't feel like animating more about that. I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then we saw her walking towards us, so it' safe to assume she took us to where I guess WRO headquarters, yeah. which is fitting for the title of this she does, chapter. She, she tells that to us. Pretty much immediately, too. That After she takes Vincent out of the tube. Yeah. He's not in here the whole time. <laughs> what if Vincent just is just uh, the fucking um, Treehouse uh, tree of Horror with uh, Al Gore? Or um, <laughs> Bob, Bob Dole? Yeah, Bob, Bob Dole. <laughs> what the hell is this? Some kind of tube? <laughs> <laughs> Shalua, let us out. <laughs> yeah, so she, uh, she lets him out, says that she carried him. Uh, carried Vincent here to the WRO headquarters from Edge. And she's like, oh, that beast inside you, it went a little wild back there. And uh, Vincent's like, oh, do you mean chaos? And then she says, chaos, your body harbors the chaos gene. And in my notes, I wrote down chaos gene, Lord, help me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm losing my mind playing this game right now. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Cause it's so cool, right? 
right? Super cool. <laughs> the chaos it. gene. The chaos gene. <laughs> Those special genes. <laughs> Sounds like a like a, a designer genes. A pop up yeah, store. Yeah. A pop up store in a dying mall. It's just like <laughs> chaos, chaos genes that like <laughs> it's right next to the the GNC vitamin supplement store <laughs> and, the, and the fucking psychic that's there for some reason. <laughs> But um, Shalua says, oh, that that explains your relationship with Dr. Lucrezia Crescent. Weren't you or were you the product of one of her experiments? And like Vincent looks like maybe a little surprised, like he didn't understand that like experiments. Lucrezia was doing experiments like he may not have been aware of that. Yeah. But then Shalua says, I apologize. That's not what I meant. So like, did she think that that was like a euphemism or something? I, 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 guess I, like, I took it. I took it as this is new information to Vincent where he's been like kind of uh, creepily depending, I guess, depending on how you read it, either very romantically or very creepily obsessing over Lucrezia. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, thought that there was this thing going on. And then this new information's coming to light where she's like, Oh shit, you didn't know that you were actually being experimented on by her. Like, sorry, that's that's not what I meant. Like I'm that's sure she I'm I sure she it. likes you too. Um, the, yeah, you know, that's like how a, I took it. Yeah. Wait. Lucrezia was researching chaos. Don't tell me you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Every conversation with any like NPC is just like, we gotta like dump some info on you. Yeah, yeah, or it's like a conversation with Aaron where they tell you just enough to like keep you yeah. online. And you're yeah. like, oh shit, that sounds cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And then just fucking silence. <laughs> but she says, you uh, couldn't have texted him some like updates. <laughs> <laughs> Lucrezia said, or not Lucrezia, I'm sorry. Shalua says that Lucrezia was a Shinra class A scientist specializing in, bio, specializing in biotechnology um, and says that she made like a, this like really famous research thesis that like I guess she's like known for in which she was researching sentient xenoforms. And then in my notes, I also wrote down Xenoforms, God help me. <laughs> God help me, I'm about to go back to the old me. Xenoform Chronicles 3 coming Z this year. Xenoform Chaos Gene. I can't believe Lucrezia ended her thesis direct with uh, Xenoforms instead of Mario Kart 9. Actually, I guess they had Mario Kart in there, but it doesn't count. Animorphs. I, this game is making me go insane. I... <laughs> But uh, it's so like, Vince, Vincent it's, starts dissociating as well, <laughs> <laughs> because Shalua goes on to say something, and the the subtitles trail off. But she does mention that uh, Professor Gast took interest in her findings. Okay, so there's a connection there as well. And then uh, Vincent asks to see the thesis, and then she's like, "Oh, sorry, like it's it's been lost to time. She never submitted it to Shinra's database, so." All I know is what I could read about it. So I guess she hasn't read the thesis, but she's read things about it, which actually doesn't make a lot of sense because later in this conversation, she quotes a large portion of it at length. So I like, think, yeah, she says that she just has only seen a couple pages of it, right? So maybe they were like is office that, buddies or some shit and she like just saw it on like her desk or something. Maybe. It's like, oh, don't walk. I'm not finished yet. <laughs> uh, there's nothing I would want less to do at work than to read my fucking coworker's thesis on biotechnology. I'm well, like, I'm, I, just let me fix your fucking computer, dude. I feel like it's the, <laughs> the first boss that I had at whatever company I work for. Mm, mysterious. Uh, the very first boss I ever had there, like, 
he would send out emails like but he was so bad at it because he would get like really furious and like type up an email and then i would be like can you please let me see that email can i please read your work before you send it out and like it would have all these like typos and shit in it and, like <laughs> it'd be addressing it to the wrong person so like I understand the need to read your coworkers' uh, work sometimes. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Shalou is just like, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to have this. Uh, this little tangent here about grimace from McDonald's. You want to take that out. You don't want to. You need to spell <laughs> this word correctly. So she do a little proofreading and remembers it. Give us the grimace cut. <laughs> so. so yeah, we do see a quick shot because uh, Shalou goes over to like. Um, I guess a computer, right? And just like brings up like her her file or whatever, Lucretia's file. Yeah. Oh yeah, we see her birthday. It's uh July twenty second. July twenty so second. Happy birthday. She's a cancer. Squad. Cancer <laughs> squad. <laughs> um but yeah, not much happens else because uh Reeve comes in, right? Reeve does come in. And then he says, Oh Vincent, you've recovered already and then the scene changes because we don't care what Reeve has to say. Yeah, ever. Yeah, <laughs> done with him. So now we're in a uh, because he fucking broke down the fucking wall and calm. We're in a kind of a Airbnb style <laughs> yeah. setup where they're just like in a uh, looks like they're just in like a, a random bedroom or uh, just some living room. Yeah, uh, yeah. The girl and Azul. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. name we still don't know yet. Um, yes, at this point, that's correct. She's doing the thing I like to do the most and going on the computer, but we don't know to what. End, I guess. She is logging in, which is never recommended. But <laughs> she she logging is on. on. <laughs> she is seated <laughs> down and ready to get pissed off. She is heatedly typing, and so we can only assume that she is engaging in Twitter discourse. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> Whomst amongst us? <laughs> she has left a glowing materia orb on the desk next to her, or the table next to her. Indeed. Azul asks, What is the status of our keeper? Yeah, our keeper. His location remains unchanged since the confrontation. We can assume this is the WRO headquarters. <laughs> Good. Two birds with one stone. I guess they're like tracking Vincent and they're excited that, like, oh, cool, we get to like ransack WRO. To yeah. To him. That's kind of how I took it. But it's a little mysterious. Ooh. Uh, and that's the end of that scene. It's just those like two or three lines. And we go back to the headquarters. These scenes are a little clunky, but I mean, I think the acting and like animations are good. It's just like sometimes the direction just feels a little yeah. sometimes stilted or blocked really strangely. We're, where, speaking like, there's of just like, an empty room and like someone's just walking across the yeah. screen. <laughs> speaking of like blocking and things like that and like camera work or whatever, I have many things to say this episode. We're not there yet, but <laughs> oh, there's some <laughs> there's some choices this game makes. Um, but yeah, we're back back in the next scene. We're we're at WRO headquarters again. Vincent has caught Reeve up on what uh, Rosso said to him last episode. Yeah, yeah. Reeve's like, oh, he's the key to controlling Omega. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The protomateria, the key to controlling Omega. And then uh, says, yeah. Shalua says a whole thing. Oh yeah. This is her time to shine after Reeve had his little waxing poetic. And and, <laughs> and, and just like to set the scene. Nobody asks Shalula to like fucking recite the like, yo, fucking poetry. Yeah, yo, Shalula, can you drop us a soliloquy real quick? <laughs> yeah, let me know if you need any props. I can go and get uh, some. To be fair, it's not uh, her writing; it's uh, Lucretia's writing. True, it, it is, which she's never seen before. 
<laughs> Soul wrought of terra corrupt, quelling impurity, purging the stream, to beckon forth an ultimate fate. Behold mighty chaos, Omega Squire to the lofty heavens. <laughs> Sounds like something that Vice would be talking about, all cleansy and chaotic. and Yeah. But I was like, Reeve recognizes it it seems and shalu is yeah everyone's read this fucking mystery thesis it seems like <laughs> yeah the mystery thesis that nobody's read or seen everybody's read it and seen it yeah i only read it in a dream <laughs> a, a passage from dr crescent's thesis it was behind a paywall so i could only see this first sentence <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but yeah she says uh i've only seen a few fragments of it again we've mentioned yeah. before <laughs> however chaos omega and and she looks at Vincent. They all seem to be connected to Dr. Crescent in some way. There's no other explanation. Now, so, I, like, haven't, I haven't read too many academic papers in my time, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> the goal of those is to not write it like you're fucking Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's more so to be concise about your, your like terminology and explain what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> this is like a, a Final Fantasy four legend. Yeah, the, the reason that like nobody has seen the thesis is not because like it's like this hidden manuscript is because when she submitted it to like the science journal, they were like, no, <laughs> they just peer review is like, yeah, it never made it past any peer review at all. So no, one, <laughs> so no one's ever seen it because it never got like published. Every respectable journal was just like, we can't put this in there. It's like this fucking paper is so up its uh, its own goddamn ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to say that like I f and like again I'm I'm armchair game diving here, right? Like this is not fair of me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're in a cool computer room. Like we're in like a room with many monitors and computers and like it's like Shalua's laboratory, right? Like there's there's a lot here. There's a lot of um assets, right? And uh and an alarm begins to go off because something's happening and none of the screens go red or anything like none of the consoles light up or whatever. The alarm is just a very slight red tinge that just kind of <laughs> comes onto the screen and then goes like an away. And I was like an Instagram filter. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you had so many opportunities to do something cool. <laughs> like you could have actually made this scene badass and you didn't. <laughs> You'd have made all the screens go red. It would have been great. Every time Reeve shows up, we get an alarm. Yeah, a little <laughs> sus. A little bit sus. <laughs> but uh, we get a cutaway. We see the outside of WRO headquarters, which is somewhere. We don't know what town we're in. Yeah. yeah. It's just an office building. I, I do like, like how generic office building it looks. Yeah. But it yeah. has like a hangar out front, I guess, for like warehouse or you know shipments and stuff that looks kind of a little more heavy duty. I, I really love this scene right here because... The deep ground is storming the WRO headquarters, right? They're all like rushing it and you see them like running up the stairs. But what I really like about this scene is that the stairs are really tiny. Like they're not like wide stairs. So none of the soldiers can have like a big step, like a big gate, you know, where they like walk up several stairs at once. Uh, so they're doing these yeah. tiny little baby steps. Like, but it's a ton of them. And there's like this, like, it's like very dramatic. It's like, oh shit, here they come. But they look so cute walking up like these little steps with their like little baby tip steps. Toe. Yeah, little tiptoes. I was like, that's very silly. It's good. <laughs> That's a good choice. Out of all, out of all the uh, bad art direction choice, this was good. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we get some surveillance footage of Azul noticing the surveillance camera and calls over a sniper guy to take it out. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, we cut back to like headquarters or whatever we call it, the control room where we were, and there's just yeah various footages of different hallways and stuff with like blast doors shutting and stuff. We're going to like panic mode. Yeah, which this isn't addressed later. That like okay, we see like a sequence of like six blast doors fucking i like the blast shutting. door thing i thought it was very cool because they come in they at like don't different say how angles they got by them though uh well i, th- I just I assumed think that it was uh azul right is azul punch punches throw? down a door he does like blow up a door like okay. by punching it so i just assumed that he was doing that to all of them i think did i i don't know if i said this on the podcast i don't know if i had this thought only this week or it's a thought that i keep forgetting that i'm having but fucking azul like his face i just realized who it makes me think of <laughs> and it's wes borland from limp biscuit like, <laughs> with, with just slight face paint on not the full yeah. thing it's like he like he looks like wes borland when you just see his face which makes me like him so much fucking more this dude yeah, fucking <laughs> shreds on guitar yeah wes borland rules yeah he's the fucking best um but so, so they're they've breached WRO headquarters and they're in now, right? Because oh I, yeah, you're right. You did, you did show him just like fucking punching yeah. down. Yeah, it shows some of the uh, the WRO members trying to fend them off, and like he punches through the door, and it like the the explosion question mark that happens from when he punches a door like throws it's probably what some Rosa of did them away. Punch through that wall that Vincent jumped over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we see Shalua looking through the security cameras, and she sees that little Kingdom Hearts-footed girl walking in as well, right? And she says, what? It couldn't be. What are those? What are those? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then gameplay begins. It's game time time. Yeah, time. and boy does that gameplay really just kick right the fuck in. <laughs> there is actually one moment of something that happens before the gameplay kicks in, and it's just a shot of Vincent, and you see like a door open, like an elevator. Oh, or that's something. true. And he's just standing completely stiff with his gun in the air, and then he like slowly, like stiffly runs out of the elevator, and it's very funny. Well, you know what's better about that shot is when you have the long barrel equipped because it clips through the door. <laughs> <laughs> so you just see the barrel, like what is that, and then it opens, like oh, it's. Vincent. <laughs> that's amazing yeah so when i was playing this um like last time uh, i watched all the cutscenes and waited until like i could save the game and go back to the main menu and right as that was happening it just starts off and it says like help the wro members or whatever like um yeah and they're just immediately under fire like it's literally yeah, just you're yeah. in the middle of a battle which is like fine and it makes sense in the thing but when i was like trying to pause the game to quit out i couldn't because it had the title screen card being like <laughs> here's here's your mission objective and i just saw all my friends getting shot i was like oh shit <laughs> it's really not pulling any punches i forgot to look at the map on this because like there isn't really too much direction of where you're supposed to go the map yeah. is super handy in this section i think i did at one point but I didn't really like end up using it that much. I was just yeah, kind of like going to wherever I could because <laughs> it's it's the 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 layout of this is it's kind of just you know like you're in a lobby of an office building and there's a lot of steps going up so you kind of just go up to other floors. It's almost like you're in like a, a small mall that just keeps going up and up instead of having a lot of wings outward. It just goes would, upward. It's like floors of those rooms. Would you say that the podcast has finally come all the way back around and we're in fact in an atrium right now? Yeah, this oh, is an yeah. atrium. This is an atrium looking ass atrium. <laughs> um, I really like the music that plays during this level. It's very kind it, of, I, I, it's very Splinter Cell esque. Like it has this kind of like just kind of sneaky, like yeah. intense, uh, 
orchestral stabs, but there's like this little kind of sneaky clarinet I, going over the whole I wrote yeah, in my yeah. notes, jazz oboe, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it definitely reminds me of like uh, the Chaos Theory um, soundtrack that Avon Tobin did, which is like kind of breakbeat and like jazzy yeah. at the same time. It's it is really good. I like it. Um, yeah, it's not it, what I expected from like your bass being just completely <laughs> run down. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the soundtrack in this game is really, really good. It is, it is. I'm digging it. Um, but yeah, so when we start out, we're on the, the the first floor. We're actually in the lobby area. And we can kind of fight both the people on the second floor and the first floor at the same time. So they can shoot down at us, we can shoot up at them, and we can take out the people on the first floor. There's a jukebox down here if you need to buy items or whatever. Um, replenish hey, you might want to stop there now and pick up what you need because that's the last jukebox you're going to see for a while. Not really. <laughs> there's like fucking... <laughs> there's one on like every floor. Well, we, we definitely see this one a couple times too because we have to come back here yeah i saw that uh, one and i was like shit i wonder if i should go down there and buy some stuff before i proceed forward and then i was like eh, whatever fuck it i don't care <laughs> and i went for it and then like literally the next room i was like oh here's another one <laughs> which i'm not complaining about that's fine like give me more of those things but yeah we go upstairs or i guess they're ramps i'm actually looking at now they're actually they didn't even render to the stairs um <laughs> It's uh, yeah. There, there are enemies on certain floors, and some of them have key cards, so you can go up to the next floor and stuff like they're that. They're just they're ADA compliant. Mm. They're, they're you wheelchair up them. Oh yeah, maybe they're in slide mode to keep like enemies away. They just turn into little <laughs> slip and slides. Yeah, yeah. They turn into the Mr. Burton slide. <laughs> you pull the lever and slide down it. But yeah, it's as long as you keep track of what floor you're on, it's not too difficult. Like I know the first, uh, I guess on the second floor you fight off some dudes you get a key card you can go up the next floor and then you go around and like okay there's a gate here but there's guys on the other side and you find that there's actually doors going into rooms and corridors on the side yeah which you can easily miss if you're not really used to going through doors in this game yeah because again, they're very kind of low profile we we are uh, everything's blue everything is blue <laughs> we're introduced it's a nice to color of blue though it is it is the area looks really nice i also noticed that all the floors have like the new york stock exchange ticker on them like there's like text going around all the floors that look kind of like the the stock exchange ticker oh yeah um but we're introduced to a new enemy type here too as i like to call them the chonky boys and so there's some big thick lads that appear in this area with rocket launchers so oh, like, yeah yeah so they just Are, knock you isn't down it just constantly. the same model as the last boss it may be it's a, it's a very similar one if not the exact same but i was thinking about that and i was like what the hell like didn't i just have to like actually fight this guy now they're just throwing <laughs> a bunch of them at me and uh mr zwanzig pointed out like yes but this guy doesn't have a sword so therefore he is much yeah yeah. Not, yeah that's right not as cool maybe less pauldrons yeah <laughs> but I, I like the like this first section, they just give you the runaround for this elevator because you see that there is a exposed elevator in the middle of the atrium, right? Like you can get to and you're like, OK, I need to go to that elevator. And every time you're almost to that elevator, like some enemies get on it and ride it one more floor up. And I was like, oh, I hate this game. <laughs> like, let me get on that goddamn elevator. And my favorite switcheroo is when you finally get to the top floor to take it. They get in it and take it back down one floor. And I was yeah. like, what? 
Yeah, just insert the Benny Hill theme. Uh, <laughs> Yakety Sax is playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know that that happened on every floor. I was. It's just not every floor. Like, it's not every floor. It's like twice they do it. But yeah, I only noticed it at the end when I got to the top and saw them do that, and I was like, oh, cool, like that. I can go and get that now. Like I just didn't even notice. That's even funnier though. Yeah. <laughs> there's a uh, cool little cutscene when you're about to go up to the fourth mm. floor, because um, there's a uh, on the third floor there's a, like a catwalk that goes across the middle, mm. and uh, we see uh, Shalua do a cool ass move. Oh my She's goodness! She's walking across and like takes out a soldier. Yeah, who just he, jumps he, in with a knife. He yeah, pulls a knife on her. I'm, I I knew immediately. I was like, just look at Shalua. She's not gonna like get taken down by this i was like that yeah, is a yeah. fucking mistake yeah. my friend you don't just get to have a robot arm you have to earn the robot arm by being yeah. cool as shit yeah, yeah. this is one <laughs> the one deep ground soldier with a knife no gun <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah she easily like deflects him and like does a little flip and immediately whips out a gun from under her other arm yeah. and shoots a guy at the other end of the catwalk she like so. breaks their arm too <laughs> she like like puts her shoulder up under her arm and just like pulls down on the arm. I was like, ooh, it's nice. Some Seagal, like Steven Seagal Taekwondo type yeah. shit. Have you seen the video of Steven Seagal demonstrating his martial arts? Yeah, he looks so tired. I'm certain I have. It, it literally, he just had like whoever, like, I guess his students or whatever just run up to him and he just like lightly touches them and like they flip over and it's obviously so fake, but he's like, I'm going to show you how deadly my martial art is. <laughs> it's very much like Neo when he like is in the zone it, and just like kind of just lazily so, like just slapping away Agent Smith. It's so fucking dumb and obviously so forced. Like there's people in the crowds just like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that dude uh, fucking awesome. sucks. Fuck that guy. In his contract, he's not allowed to lose any fight on a movie. Is the thing? Oh, it's so dumb. His movies, I they are definitely. I was just a watching guilty. a clip of uh, this like it's a Chinese like made film where like um, he gets it in a skiff with Mike Tyson. And it's very obvious that Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson were not on the set at the same time. So I think they just like shot it in a way that he didn't know that he lost because there's a point where like it's very obviously like a stunt double getting taken to hit. That's amazing. That rules so much. That's God, awesome. Steven Seagal is such a piece of shit. Um, I, I used to, with my dad, we used to watch a bunch of his movies whenever they were on like whatever HBO channel. And like we would just crack up the whole time. And like they're entertaining as hell, even though he sucks. And then we started watching Seagal Lawman, which is even fucking worse than his really? movies, where he just like, I forget what, I think it might have been in like Florida or something where he just became a cop and he had a show about it. He was so fucking smug and full of himself the whole time where he's like, he would like arrest some kids for having weed or something and be like, I really make these streets safer. <laughs> and he would do shit. He would be like, you know, as a lifelong practitioner of the martial arts, I've had nothing but discipline in my life. And it just makes me feel bad for these kids that they are not lifelong practitioners of martial <laughs> arts. And that if maybe they were, then they would be in different situations. Maybe they wouldn't be put into the situation where I have to throw them in jail because they have an ounce of weed. It's like, fuck you, you fucking asshole, you piece of shit. There's a certain energy that I've learned not to trust, and it's just white guys who specialize in martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between him and Chuck Norris, I'm like, these guys... <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a whole thing, like a whole like sex ring thing with oh steven seagal at the center sure. of it recently like he's a fucking scumbag fuck that guy i'll fucking that be, fight that being seagal. said i when i wake up i do i do i do a little prayer and i say please let me face the day with an ounce of the of the, of like the self-love that steven seagal has i need <laughs> I was, that confidence i thought you were gonna say with an ounce of the weed that steven seagal <laughs> threw, locked a kid up for <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, we make our way through more of these, I think, hallways or whatever. Find a door that uh, I think there's th- there, there's, there's a kind of hallways, an, there's yeah. kind of an uh, an obvious door that we need to go in. I think there's like a light over top of it or something. Yeah, but we run in. Oh, yeah, there's a turret that's like. Oh, I forgot about the turret. The turret's so good. Um, I hate it. We we <laughs> yeah we we like turn a corner and we see like there's only one way to go and we have to walk past like down a slight hallway where there's a giant fucking mounted turret gun just pointing directly across the balcony yeah directly where we're going to be walking through so i kind of just slowly started walking there's a door behind it and the door opens and a guy comes running out to go and sit in that turret but there's also a barrel there that you can just shoot so i just shot the barrel and killed the guy before he like he you could tell that he was trying to get into the turret and just died and i was just like okay well i'll just keep going then (laughs) it's a a silly thing where i just like i'm just gonna i know this guy's gonna be pain in the ass i'm just gonna run to the door because he despawns after we come back oh really nice you use the speed you can just skip him that's awesome (laughs) If you get, yeah, if you get to your door before it gets to this turret, it's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. But we get to, like, I'm assuming the the command room, the I, command corridor. Yeah. This corridor is really confusing. They, There's no way to tell which way is a hallway. It's a very poorly designed one because, like, each direction has a little bit of a hallway. And so you run up and, like, you find a corner and you're like, oh, I guess I'll turn right because I can see there's a little hallway there. Oh, no, that's a dead end. Maybe it was, no, I can't go that way. Oh, it's to the left. Okay. We have, and you we do have that entered- every single intersection. We have entered the house of leaves, and we, we <laughs> our first sign that something is wrong is when we measured the inside of the house and found that it was like one fourth of an inch bigger on the inside than it was at the outside. Now we don't it, know which way is up. The setup of the sequence is that we it's my, come up on a WRO member. My favorite uh, saying in the game thus far, this, this quote this WRO member says, is oh, thus yeah. far my favorite piece of dialogue. Mr. Valentine! A sizable enemy unit is headed straight for the command center. Please, sir, you have to help the commissioner. I I only wish to be described as a sizable enemy unit. (laughs) That's going to be the next merch shirt that we make. It's just a sizable enemy unit with an arrow pointing down or perhaps up, whichever whichever the folks want. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this uh, this sequence, which is partially infuriating because a timer just starts counting up. Don't worry. Yeah, counting. And, <laughs> counting. I, I look. I I noticed it when it was at three seconds, and I was like, "Fuck!" I only have three <laughs> seconds to do this. And then I was like, oh, "Well, okay. I'm boned." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Between the stress of the timer and like not being able to have peripheral vision while playing this game, because yeah. you can't see if there's a hallway to your left or right. You just like spin the camera. Is, is there a snap turn? Do, do any of you know that? That is a good um, question. It feels like there should be, but I don't know. There's if there a camera is. reset buttons, which is handy. At least okay. so you can like if you move you can immediately like hit camera reset and the camera will just go behind them. Okay. Or if you want to do a quick one eighty or whatever. You mean it has the splatoon button. It has the yes, Y button. It has the splatoon okay. button. Gotcha. One of uh one of my favorite moments happens in this where um even though this is a very confusing, you know, set of hallways and stuff and there's no like <laughs> there are luckily <laughs> there are luckily green arrows that are pointing in the direction that you should go, which I, I don't know. It, it are there? Seem, I didn't even should, notice. Yeah, yeah, there are. It doesn't oh, well. seem very. You can't tell which direction they're pointing though, unless you're right ne- next to them. Yeah, no, it doesn't okay. seem very no. conducive to uh, protecting yourself, your commissioner, uh, from <laughs> enemy attack to have green arrows pointing to where he is. Um, and also doesn't seem conducive for if you can't turn right. Um, <laughs> this place is designed like those homes with uh, stairways that lead nowhere to confuse ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the, the Winchester Mansion. Yes, uh, Carl. Um, did but you? We uh, do see uh, two weird 
the dog mutants, we do see two sizable units, the heavy dudes. Did you use your um, extreme Dark Souls knowledge and ability to avoid the Dark Souls boulder on the staircase? I'm glad you mentioned that because absolutely not. I got ah. owned and I immediately started laughing. I was just like, that's the most Dark Souls shit I've ever seen. <laughs> so uh, for those listening at home, what happens is you turn left and start running up a staircase. And before you even realize that you're running up a staircase, there is one of those flammable explosive barrels rolling down at you that hits you. And then Vincent comically like does a backflip and gets, you know, takes damage I, and stuff. I love the backflip. A little roll. Yeah, yeah, I love the backflip animation. Like anytime you get hit by one of the rockets or one of the barrels, he does this like real pathetic like flop. Or when on the a ground, soldier melee's you, it. yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah. I, I forget that. Like, oh wait, they can punch back sometimes. I feel it's like really that's good. gotta suck in a speed run, just because I feel like it takes oh forever God, for I'm you sure. to get control of Vincent again. I can probably actually time it. When you're hit by like a rocket and you do that, and you get up and they're already firing another rocket. <laughs> like if yeah, you don't get out of the way, you just you're like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do too much damage, luckily, but it does hurt the pride quite a bit, or just make <laughs> you laugh because it's hilarious. It's pretty hilarious. So, I I wish it kept the uh, score of how long it took on the um, end screen because I don't remember how long it took me to get to the end of this. Yeah, I'm coming oh, up at yeah. the end of mine, I think. Um, I, it, I I don't know if it actually matters with anything. It, they mention it in the end, but they do it as like uh, a fraction. So I got three out of four, which is like, I guess, instead of there's like oh, certain like okay. tiers. Like if you, it's, I get, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it's like a score system. Like if it takes less than this amount of time, it's this. It's how much of the commissioner did you save? <laughs> <laughs> it took me 56 seconds to get here. You get to the end of it. There's like another one of those card, uh, those card key things. It's not active, or at least it wasn't when I got there. I guess you might have to kill all of the enemies to get it. To yeah, you, not you be have active. to kill all the enemies. Yeah. Um, you can't just run past them, which you wouldn't be able to do anyway, because like this this hallway is two Vincent units wide, and <laughs> there's usually two enemies right in front of you. So. VUs, <laughs> yeah, two VUs, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then we get like a quick cutscene of one of the deep ground soldiers. We get we go first person mode, which is really funny. This the way the camera lurches from Vincent's point of view, um, the perpendicular door that we're about to go in. We hear the door opens, and we hear a "Take that!" and out punts. Like flies a soldier against the wall, and out waddles uh, Ketchy and Reeve. And Reeve, and, like notice, yeah. how are they raising Wait. more questions? How does he control? Do, do you mean to tell me he's using Elon Musk's Neuralink that it will have him dead <laughs> by the end of this game? And he's also going through extreme suffering. That's why he's so insufferable as a character. <laughs> but don't at me, Musky. This character sucks. <laughs> this cutscene feels like a um. I don't know, House of the Dead cutscene where it just feels so kind of like throwaway. Like, yeah. thank you for saving me. Yeah. I'm fine now. <laughs> and it's just like, this is what happens. He knows Vincent there and it's just like, and I, don't worry, I'll, I'm, I'll be fine here. To be fair, that's the <laughs> maximum amount of interaction I want to have with Ketchy. This is like, this is the scene where I was just like, yo, fuck this game. This is when I like, <laughs> truly lost my mind because like, a big, like a mission, like a, a special mission pops up that's like, save the commissioner. You, it's timed. It's very important. And then you get to the end of the hallway and he's like, no, I'm fine. And I was like, are you serious? Don't worry. I'll be fine here. I was thinking about that too. And I'm like, wait, 
Why the fuck does Ket Sheed need Vincent's help saving him? Like, in Final Fantasy VII, he's one of the most powerful characters. He can just <laughs> use slots. He's had three <laughs> fucking years to do nothing but practice slots. Like, taunt, taunt, to taunt, taunt, to taunt. Like, any. That's a good speedrunning joke. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> any of the. Yeah, any speedrunners of Final Fantasy VII would, like, gladly have three years to just practice slots <laughs> so that they could fucking kill it. But what like, the yeah, fuck is Reed do Reeve doing other than setting up a shitty organization that <laughs> points the enemies directly at him? I do love a game with a good, like, deceptive hook or, like, a trick that it plays on you. I, I, li I like to feel like the game is smart, you know what I mean, when I do something. So, like, if another game did this and was like, oh, you went through all of this, but then it was pointless, you know what I mean? Like, like a real Yoko Taro, like, near kind of thing. You go through all this work and then at the end they're like yeah fuck you that would be fine if i felt like it was like artistically on purpose or something like that but i feel like there's no humor to this it's just no like, this this seems goes like into this section beat all these guys save the commissioner and then you get to him and he's like no it's fine i mean i guess the um i guess like the being generous about this section it's like okay he could he took down the ones that got there but he would <laughs> not have been able to take the wave of them if they got through Maybe a WRO member just did not know about Ketchy and is like, oh my god, Reeve, he's but a simpleton, a human. Yeah. I mean, that would be kind of his move, right? Like, oh, he, he kept that like shit it. real secret. Yeah, I, I can definitely, like, accept an in-universe explanation. I'm not saying it's, like, out of... It, it's not too crazy <laughs> it's, to yeah, believe. Yeah, but it sucks. It but sucks it, going but it through like, it. like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> See, I didn't even think of that, because, like, with this, I'm just strictly like, okay, these are hour, like an hour of gameplay slash cutscenes in chunks so yeah. i don't even think like wait a second like i'm just kind of like yeah. oh yeah video game go down hallway go back <laughs> go back down to first floor that's fine i, I guess i'm just like well if, the, if each stage is only going to be an hour long then you know this that's only so much space and time so we better put some cool stuff in here like because there's yeah. not that much but instead they're like yeah what if we just made some real boring shit <laughs> you can yeah i mean you can really distill this game down completely into just like this you know the sum of its parts which are not very good it's basically uh like a visual novel that is playing through like metal gear solid cutscenes to get the story that you may or may not want you know depending on yeah, how you yeah. care about the the final fantasy 7 universe and then it's just like gameplay where it's like not really interesting it's fun it's fun to go through but it's like it, it's not interesting at all like that's, that's the thing we're just like, doing I'm, the same shit that we did the other chapters <laughs> the is like i'm incredibly like angry about it and yet i'm like god i can't wait for the next section <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah it's like, fun. I, I play like, it it's... and i'm pissed and i'm like this, this sucks ass cannot wait for the next chapter let's fucking do it like yeah, i'm excited you, you... to play it even like i don't know why <laughs> It was kind of like when you when you explained earlier that your your take on this game and whether it either sucks and you love it or it's really bad and you uh, it always uh, it rules and I hate it yeah it rules and you hate it yeah like that I feel like that sums it up really well for me because for whatever reason as much shit as I'm talking <laughs> on this game I am genuinely enjoying my time with it yeah me and too <laughs> having fun yeah this yeah. is the way I like to be challenged by video games. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> this is the way I like to be challenged by a video game. Just insulted. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, like we could have had the same type of sequence, but just had it like a plot device be feel, feel different. Like like basically like escape, reach the exit, and like Smash Brothers or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. basically what it was. It's like we've got to like get there as fast as we Race can. Race to the finish. Like, that's what. It was. Like what if at the very end, 
And then out comes uh, Calvin and Hobbes at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if at the very end... Reeve is just of... pissing on stuff. <laughs> or I guess it would be Ketchy pissing in that... I do want to make a uh, some Reeve and Ketchy like, fan art that is just like Calvin and Reeve Hobbes. being that... the, long, the, the tiger. That is <laughs> so <laughs> fucking good. I do like that. It's really good. Yeah, Ketchy just pissing on shit. <laughs> but Reeve <laughs> says everything's fine. Uh, we can go back and help the rest of the uh, WRO, right? Yeah. And I think this would be a good time to crack open a cold one. That's fine with me. Yeah. We got two major events coming up. I yeah. would say we have three major events because I'm getting ready to sit in that turret nest from earlier. But we'll get there after uh, after we crack open a cold one, I suppose. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know Ketchy's got the good stuff. By cracking open a cold one, I mean pissing in the refrigerator. Welcome back, baseball fans. Zemomorph. Zemomorph. <laughs> Welcome back, Zemomorphs. <laughs> We're about to Zemomorph, if you're me, in my playthrough, where I am hoarding limit breakers like they're, you know... <laughs> I, I guess it wouldn't be going out of style. Um, Is Zemo but this game certainly, I don't think so. But this game certainly gives you a shit ton of limit breakers so you should just use them even though they're incredibly powerful because um we come out after that you know bullshit hallway with Ketchy and uh there's a cutscene where down on the first level where we came in we see Rosso just walking up or not Rosso uh Azul did you all get in the turret oh no so I'm getting there Oh, okay, um, okay. Because we we see that cutscene, and then we have control of Vincent. Again. Oh, that's right. You're sorry. And there's You're like yeah. there's like a door that we can go in that leads to that turret. But the first thing that's in there is like a briefcase item, and I went to go and pick it up, and it's like limit breaker. But I already had three, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess I might as well just use one now. So I went down the hallway and like killed the two enemies there, and then made it out on the other side, and it was just that turret. And I was like, oh, I like tried throwing a fireball <laughs> at it to like destroy it, and I didn't. And I was like. All right, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> a very anticlimactic transformation. My hands are too big. Yeah, like I <laughs> I, I, I was still the gallant beast, so I couldn't control the turret. In I was point. wondering, I was like, did you get in the turret as the beast? Holy shit. No, so I just turned around, and then when I was walking back through the hallway, it was like I transformed back, and I was like, all right, I've come too far. I don't care about the turret. But tell me <laughs> about that turret. Did well, you do anything fun with it? Yeah, I died for the first time. Oh I got game over while I was sitting in it, so that's first time that's happened to me. Only time that's happened to me. But uh, yeah, you can take damage while you're in the turret, um, and you can be killed. And if were there, you get, were there enemies? There are. Uh, so once you sit in the turret, a door, or actually several doors on the uh, opposite wall open up, and like a flood of enemies come out, and a mission pops up that says kill all the enemies, and so you oh, get pretty ranked on that. Yeah, so it's like a little bonus challenge a little bonus challenge that kills you <laughs> damn well i did not do that at all because i was too beefy <laughs> too beefed up this game does not reward standing still no 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 it doesn't <laughs> um but yeah so i died and interestingly i think the death mechanics in this game are very good i was like oh that's actually the perfect way to do that because i think the challenge with uh game design now right is like how do you handle lives or losing and a fantastic way to do it is when when you do game over or you get killed in Dirge of Cerberus, 
you go ahead and go to your um, turn your experience into gill or into experience screen. Oh, nice. And so all that you've earned thus far, you go ahead and get to use right now. So I put it into uh, my experience and I leveled up a couple times, which will then make the section easier, right? Because I'm a higher level. Yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't like penalize like dying. Except for uh, time loss, except for time loss going back and doing it again. True, which is yeah. the most valuable resource. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Which none of us can ever get back five seasons into this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's very un-RPG of it. Yeah. In a way, in a way. Yeah. But, like it, but I do like that you can just kind of grind it like or like Hades or whatever. Like, cool, I... Yeah. I'm still getting stuff from this run, even though I have to start it over. Yeah. And you yeah. could just grind in an area, even if you end up game overing at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And, so uh, I thought it was handled. Actually, it would be really fun. It's like, don't even finish this area. Just like let myself die at the very end just so I can get all this experience. <laughs> and just, yeah. Yeah. And just grind. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it was very, cool. very well handled. It, that makes it so you can't like, you know, presumably you can't really get soft locked in the game where you're like well i can't beat this section because i didn't do right, enough leveling right. or something like i don't i don't know if this game's going to get that difficult to where that would even be something that can really happen i'm yeah. assuming it could um but yeah i mean it, it that, that's that's pretty cool yeah i like yeah, them appreciate it um but we can take the elevator all the way down now yes yes we can i think carl just walked no no i i took the elevator down okay. and then i think i just walked around a bit did some exploring. There's nothing worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a. So now this uh, the door near the uh, jukebox that we saw on the first floor, in the atrium. Yeah, is now unlocked. Um, yeah. And I mentioned earlier that there's a really good video of uh, Shade Amp, um just flying over the wall and just skipping this whole area. So he just went through that door the first. That's <laughs> so good. Sees it. That rules. <laughs> so you can just cut a lot of time out of this run. Yeah, he, he's know. using uh, the actual Vincent from Advent Children, where he can just <laughs> like become smoke. Mist could pass. <laughs> right. Um, do we go through the hallways now, or do we go right up on our first boss? We go through the hallways, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's we, So we go through the hallways, and now we start seeing um, more soldiers and more WRO. We're, we're advancing through this the corridor, I think, where we saw the blast doors towards, I think, a warehouse or a lab. Yeah. It seems very more secure than the rest of the building. There's it's another science um, looking. There's another new enemy type, yeah. which is just the uh, the, the Robocop machines or whatever. It's like, R2 unit with a shield. Yeah, R2D2 with a shield. It's the fucking scanning. It can, like, freaking smack you. I got cornered <laughs> by, like, uh, like five of them. They were all just, like, completely surrounding me and just, like, beating <laughs> the shit out them. It's the, the scanning robot that you have at, like, grocery stores. That yeah, yeah. Just goes up and down the aisles and makes you feel uncomfortable or gets in your <laughs> way when you're like trying to grab some cheese or something. Would you like some help? <laughs> it, uh, it's shielded on the front. So if you shoot it from the front, it only does like a couple damage. I was trying to lead them closer to me because there are um, occasional exploding barrels. And I think that, yes. of course, it'd be more effective if they're closer to it or having the explosive barrel behind them. Right. Oh, so you were actually doing some d damage to it. Um, yeah. I think when I was shooting it just with, with whatever build of the gun that I had, I was doing zero damage. I was and doing I, like single digits. I didn't Explosives realize... and thunder damage, I think, can also just deactivate Yeah, them. I ended up using thunder, um, but just because I thought it like had splash damage, I didn't realize at first that they were like robots. I thought that they were like guys in like gunners. <laughs> Like, like the, when you're playing Halo and the, the what's it called, the grunts jump in, like, the, the gunner thing, and you have to, like, snipe I do them. think soldiers can, like, ride them like little segways. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, there was a little guy in, uh, in R2-D2 and C-3PO, so. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Anthony Daniels is not a, a, a little guy. Well, I mean, there was a guy, I guess I should say. Golden Tone. All robots are just guys. 
You're thinking of Kenny Baker. I don't know what I'm thinking of. There's, what I'm saying is, were those robots <laughs> just robots? Or were they guys and bots? It's it's unknowable. And where does that put Ketchy? Oh my, is there a... <laughs> is Ketchy a little guy? <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel anyway. like I say little guy for things that I like, and I, I'm not willing to call Ketchy a little guy. I hate him. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> He's a little scamp. <laughs> But this sequence is kind of cool. Uh, we're I love it. Yeah, there's. I mean, the first time we realize that uh, uh, WRO needs backup is we're kind of we come into uh, the hallway in a perpendicular angle and we see like four or five uh, deep ground soldiers run by us to the right. Yeah. But if you turn left, they don't. They weren't coming from anywhere. There's like a wall. Yeah. Right there, so <laughs> <laughs> they were all just like huddled together and then waiting for Vince to get close. Um, but yeah, there's various gates, so you have to kill all the guys to get the cart key to get advanced to the next segment. I think there's like three or four gates you have to get through before you reach the end of this hallway, yeah. right? There's it, yet another limit breaker that's very easy to get here. <laughs> so I just ran in and I was like, God damn it. And I had to pop another <laughs> one. I will say, I think this section is very good at like uh, displaying that it's like a war happening. You know what I mean? That Because there is a lot of like gunfire that's not directly involved with you. And I was just like, ooh, this does feel intense. It does feel like they're fighting for their Close lives Close quarters here. feels a little more high stakes than when you're in like a big open space that just feels very empty because yeah. of hardware limitations. Yeah. So it's easier to kind of make it feel more hectic when you're in a small space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after the fourth gate, there is actually, um, we see the final gate, which we need to go through, but there's also a secret uh, door to our right, right before there, where there's like a pool table and a materia pad. <gasps> I didn't yeah, find some, that. Some Xerox machines and... Uh, yeah. I didn't yeah, find it's like that. A, it's like a blast door. It looks like it would be locked. Um, it looks like every other door. Yeah, it just looks like a texture. Yeah, it's just a little secret bump um, boost if you need some materia. I, yeah, I don't even know if... I'm um, so upset right now. <laughs> I think I learned that from watching Carl. Okay. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. It, but it looks like a pool table is in there. I think, yeah, I think it doesn't activate until you use the key card or something. Maybe. Or, like, clear out all the enemies or something. At least, I think. I, I know I uh, cleared out the enemies first and then opened it because I yeah. didn't want to accidentally trigger I want to see if I thing. can go. I'm, go. I'm going back because I think there was a red light above it. Mm. And then I think you can actually... Um, See, this is what a good reason to play the, the tutorial level because it actually tells you what the lights above doors mean. Because I just yeah, so you it can never actually really tells see the light. Game. <laughs> yeah, once you clear all the enemies, it turns blue. It, it goes oh. from red to blue. So th I guess that's a good way to kind of keep on the lookout. Maybe there's different color codes. Like I think there's like locked doors, there's unlocked doors, and there's like locked but needs you to do a certain thing first. Interesting. Not depending on a key. I still keep forgetting to play the uh, the tutorial, but. Yeah, apparently yeah. it's helpful. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but we go through this final blast door, and there's another jukebox. Yeah. Um, implying that we're about to have a confrontation in the next yeah. room. Which we do. Yeah. Um, the scene starts up very silly, because I was saying blocking is really funny. It's just a very mid shot of just Vincent walking across the screen, and behind we see a little predator. This shot is mid. This <laughs> the shot little is littlest mid. predator. Yeah. The <laughs> littlest predator. <laughs> <laughs> As in, like, somebody is, like, cloaked, right? Like, we yeah, see, like, yeah, like the shimmer yeah. device. Um, and then Shalua is... We don't even know what this room is. It's just an empty room, but Shalua is in here. Yeah, yeah. And she turns and whips out a gun and says, don't move. And, like... And we think that, like, she's pointing it at us, right? Because with the way the... Fr that's actually the framing of this is very, very funny because it is just, like, Shalua and Vincent. And then it pans over and then... 
immediately we see that girl uncloak and it's very perceptive of you I like how this happens too, because Shalua has the gun pointed. It looks like there's going to be like a, maybe a standoff between her and Vincent, and then like it becomes obvious. But like there's a bug on you. The whole <laughs> thing. Don't move. The whole thing with Vincent, it's <laughs> like he's completely unbothered by it. Like he just yeah. like is staring at her, and then like the little girl appears behind him and starts, and he just like looks over, and then just like slowly walks next to Shalua. Like yeah, yeah. He just like he's just continuing away. to walk into the room. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All of Vincent's emotions are very uh, turned down. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good. But we uh we get this character's name finally, Shelk. Yeah, she says, "I knew it, Shelk." Yeah, and that is Urdu for orange. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Her her eyes go orange when she's uh getting she, ready to when attack. she goes in her own sicko mode. That's right. Yeah, um, orange uh, sword beams, which we will <laughs> quickly find out about. And uh. Yeah, so after after Shalou is like, oh, I I knew it was you. Uh, Shelk says, I have no acquaintances in the WRO, and Shalua says, we've both changed so much. No, you haven't changed at all, not in ten years. And then I think Shelk understands who she's talking to or whatever. Like she actually does know this person. Shelk has a little bit of a gasp and kind of like looks away because like yeah, I think she realizes who this, this is. This whole sequence it seems like she has some sort of either surface level or uh, beneath the surface like emotional reaction. Yeah, yeah. We don't know like how much she actually remembers of Shalua. Shelk, it's me. Shalua. I've been I've been searching for you for so long. So that they're they're clearly like like Shalua's kind of inching closer to her and Shelk's very clearly like standoffish about this. But we learned that they are in fact sisters. Um and that Shelk was kidnapped by Deep Ground and then trained to be like a killer, right? Um Yeah. She needs her daily dose of Mako. I, I wrote down daily dose of Mako in my notes too. I was just like Fuck you, game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why she passed out in that first scene. She's that like, makes oh, sense. Yeah, need her Mako drip. She says, "I need my, I need my daily dose of Mako, or this body won't last the day." And I was like, "Damn, it's a one-to-one ratio like that, huh?" <laughs> like, I guess there's only like an I, hour. I feel like or they two. could have incorporated that into her character design that had like a cool like tank with like a Mako drip or some mm. shit. Well, yes. she does got drip. So that's true. Don't, that. don't even talk to me until I've had my Mako. I, I literally said that too. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, so she's like her and Yuffie have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Like literally we could just re have uh, my redo the design and it's just yeah. her. We also learned that, um, she should be 19 now, but she has the body of a nine year old still. So libertarians like, celebrating. I thought the same fucking thing. I was like, I was like, God damn it. This is just another one of those things. Yeah. Um, I was like, God, fuck. <laughs> but uh she kind of so she gives us a little bit of her backstory that she was kidnapped by deep ground for the last 10 years shalua has been looking for her but uh hasn't been able to find her and while she was kidnapped she was uh submitted to tortures unex- you know, unknowable right like she's lived in like immense pain or whatever and like it's kind of like transformed her body in some way that is now not allowing her to age and she has some very like extreme edgelord like sayings or whatever like i love it though it's so good (laughs) however i don't consider myself the least bit unfortunate except that for so long i held on to a foolish thread of hope that someday someone would come to save me 
I know, I know. It's funny that like she seems brainwashed, but immediately she's like, oh yeah, I remember being brainwashed. I used to be happy. Like, I remember yeah, waiting no. for my, my sister who I thought loved me. I thought she was going to come and save me, but I just fucking kept waiting. Isn't that weird? Isn't that yeah. weird, Shalua? It's like, stop fucking <laughs> gaslighting Shalua. She tried her best. <laughs> Shell only knows three things, all right? That's gaslighting, gatekeeping, and girl bossing. And eat hot chip. <laughs> and she does five things, eat hot chip and lie. I do love the one thing that she says, though. I don't want to just skip over it. I don't think we read it yet where it's just uh, the pain. The yes, fear. that's the one. For 10 years, I lived in a hell far deeper than anything you could imagine. That's my favorite one. Was the word that I could say? It reminds me of um. It reminds me of this old sick animation, which I I don't know if those like hold up particularly well. It was just dumb edge lord newground shit that I watched as a a teenager, probably when I was playing this game. But there's this one where like the guy like meets his brother who was like in prison for so long or something, and he's just like, they play with your mind here, brother, and they play with your soul. Plus, on Wednesdays, we have pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Dude, I feel like Shulk is absolutely the type of character that in, like, real life, though, would have, like, a Newgrounds account and, like, has made Flash movies and, like, <laughs> put, like super edgy ones and put them up. Has a RuneScape account. <laughs> has definitely logged into 4chan. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, during this thing when, like, uh, Shalua, like, approaches her and she whips out... Uh, shulk whips out her like one of i love her she has these yeah she has like these like two ended like kind of short lightsabers that are connected by like a cable and it's like glowing they're like really shock cool batons or something but they're, yeah, like, they're like like rapiers almost yeah. the way they look like but... one looks almost like a yeah it has like a like a, a fencing yeah 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 but they're like i i like that like you know you compare them to lightsabers and what i like about it is that like it's like lightsabers if they didn't have battery packs for them and you still had to like plug them into the wall <laughs> because she has like a little energy pack on her back that they're connected to and i love that i love that like detail like the that they're like they have to be hooked up so my favorite uh lego pieces that use like fiber optics to make shit glow yeah, yeah. yeah. do you remember those those things fucking ruled because it's yeah a... the wire is just a glowing like cable yeah, it's I, like, uh, I actually thought this was great. The contrast is very nice. Yeah, like imagine if the uh, the Ghostbusters used lightsabers instead. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So then she goes into her, like little Edge Lord um, monologue, which the camera just does this weird kind of just spin around. Her, oh my like, god, <laughs> the camera spin! That's the one I wanted to talk about. What the fuck? <laughs> the pain, the fear, and like yeah, the camera's just orbiting around her. <laughs> It'd be like real good in a music video, but like it's a little fast. Like it's, it's, it's really like, fast. I appreciate them like kind of trying out new things, but yeah. like because of the limitations, there's like no easing into like certain motions. So it just starts like just a very rapid kind of like they really should like slow it down to half speed, and it would have been really like impactful. But instead, it just is spinning around her like yeah. Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. <laughs> I see what they were trying to do because like when the spinning stops, it lands on a on a frame that shows Shalua in the background. So I get what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like there was, but they there orbited was her like there, three but... times before they yeah. slowed it down yeah. and just had it end on, on the same frame. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then she like, uh, <laughs> at this point, Shalua is crying and, uh, uh, Shulk whips out her weapons again and says, it's time to put the past behind us. And like, she's about to 
strike down Shalua. Yeah, and then it's time to duel. And then Reeve comes in and scolds her. Yeah, Reeve comes in and he's like, "Oh, stop this!" Yeah, he just fucking stumbles in too. It's like he very comically stumbles in. It feels like a weird black box theater. Yes, just opens the door like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Jerry." It's like the the Always Sunny episode with the the play about the day man and the night man. I'm no longer a boy. I'm a man. And he takes out a gun. Oh wait, the cables aren't. The cables aren't plugged into anything. They're actually just plugged into each other. Oh, well, well like, I like it less now. <laughs> that's like the uh, the audio advice that Alex gave us about um, using our interface and plugging everything's <laughs> thing into the <laughs> into the feed. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing one of them is just powering the other one. Well, now I don't like it as much, but <laughs> I was real into it at first. Um, Reeve kind of explains to Shelk. He's like, he's like, you don't know how much Shalu has been through looking for you. Like, you think that nobody came to save you because we just didn't care or whatever, but she's been through hell trying to find you. Like, she's lost her arm, she lost her eye. And then he says the crazy fucking line more than half of her organs have been reconstructed. I was like, what? I somehow completely missed that. <laughs> <laughs> that had like. Surely that happened all at once somehow. Like she took like a cannonball to the sternum or something. Shelk's like, oh my God, really? And they're like, no, but uh, a bear did eat her hat. Was 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 it a nice hat? hat? Oh yeah. (laughs) Her priceless organ collection. (laughs) I'm going to start referring. Do you know how hard it is to find an organ specialist? Well, which half? Whenever I, whenever I like eat Taco Bell, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, my precious organ collection. Like so I, is this? Here's the thing: is this half of the organs that she has in her body were reconstructed, or every single one of her organs had more than half of it had to be reconstructed? Because that's a completely different scenario, depending on how you look. Yeah, at it. I, I don't, man. I just there's something so wrong about it. And I can't quite put my finger on like it's that it's more lame. than. <laughs> <laughs> Hold yeah. on, let me look up something. How many organs do humans have? Well, your skin is an organ, so like... That's true. Actually, Shalua's skin is just all Teflon. 78 organs, so that is... So at least like 39. That's like a solid 30, yeah. Yeah, yeah. at least 39 <laughs> organs have been reconstructed. Which, I mean, like, you know, that that's a g- good for FF7 healthcare, right? <laughs> My glands! Yeah, but I wonder if that's like a WRO thing. You know, like it might, it might so be private. I gotta make a checklist so we can check those. Mouth and nose well, probably fine. At, Sinuses, we we don't know. At Throat, least maybe. At least the WRO is paying, uh, is giving their employees a good uh, uh, medical reimbursement. You know what I mean? For their yeah. insurance, they can afford it. Uh, Reeve goes back to waxing poetic, and he says, "Not a day goes by where Sh- uh, Shalua doesn't suffer the pain of a hundred souls." <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, she had a hundred of her souls reconstructed too. Shit. Isn't that what he was saying about the fucking wind like two episodes ago? Yeah. The wind was howling like a thousand dead souls. Like, what is it with you? You're not going in there. It smells like a thousand (laughs) dead souls. Yeah, Yeah, he comes out of the bathroom. You might want to give that a couple minutes. That wind was howling. (laughs) That's just his, like, metric for anything. Oh, there's a lot of really good lines in this episode, I'm just realizing. There's a good one in a little bit, too. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> Reeve blew that bathroom up, dog. <laughs> smell, smell like 500 dead souls in there. Whomst amongst us. Yeah, Reeve just... Reeve got too drunk the night before and just had hangover <laughs> shits. It's just awful. He had the, he had the natty splatties. 
<laughs> but Shelka's like, shut the fuck up. I've heard enough. I'm going to end her life right here, right now. And uh, Reeve, I guess, shoots the 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 smoke he, like the he shoots a sprinkler just, which like my understanding of how a sprinkler works is that, you, <laughs> is that you have to like melt a goo that's on it via heat from the fire and that's how it turns on yeah. so i don't know that that would work maybe yeah he rolled a crit okay good point i'll give it to him um and then yeah then one these something happens where like <laughs> that water comes down like a thousand dead souls <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, but yeah, Shulk is this the uh, the kind of effect that's over everything as it's like raining inside is actually really cool. I like the kind of like diffusing of light. It's a very nice. Uh, it makes me really appreciate the PS2 era more. Why did he shoot the sprinkler? I, I think don't it, know. I uh, think it, he it wants uncharged her 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 baton. Sh- it looks like it like shorted her baton because as soon as she's about to uh, swipe at a uh, Shalua. Uh, it just like sizzles out, but then it turns right back on. Yeah, because the sprinkler turns back off. No, the sprinkler's still going. When? Like during this scene? Ah, uh, guys, this plot's not making any sense <laughs> at all. <laughs> like I don't know, like what happened exactly? Because okay, here's well, the thing. yeah, when we when we actually start fighting though, um, when they turn back on, there is no sprinkler. That's true. That is true. I don't know when they turn back on, but oh, because we well we run into another room first though. Uh, yeah. Before we actually do the fight, which, yeah, you know what? There's no telling what the fuck happened there. The point is, Shulk swung her weapon. It didn't work for Deus Ex Machina s- yeah. has been uh, used effectively and not confusing at all. And it made then... her sword too slippery. Although, if you look at it, the sword like clearly connects with her head, even though it's turned off at that moment. And it just goes through her face. It, the weird way they shoot it made it look like it, it just disappeared. Like it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. I don't know what happens. And then Rosso pops in and punches him through a wall. No, um, that doesn't <laughs> happen. But they do run to another room. And then Reeve gives Vincent some bullets and says, use these. And in my notes, I wrote bullets for children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait. These are some chewable bullets. <laughs> Flintstones <laughs> chewable bullets. Okay. I compl- Again, I just, I hate Reeve so much. I guess I'm just not paying attention to any of his dialogue. I'm just like completely like phasing out everything <laughs> he says. Because I didn't know that he said, use these. I thought... That he just said his next line and no (laughs) special bullets were given to Vincent or anything. I thought he was just trying to like comfort uh, Shalua. (laughs) Don't worry. The bullets will only sedate her. I was like, that's my favorite fucking My Chemical Romance uh, album. (laughs) Don't worry. The bullets will only sedate you. (laughs) Yeah, because we... uh... We, yeah, basically what happens, yeah, we retreat. Uh, Reeve is comforting Shalua. He hands Vincent something. He runs off, and she thinks, like, oh, shit, he's going to go kill Shulk. Like, don't worry. She'll be fine. But uh, as we'll go into later, I didn't use many bullets during this Yeah, you just... <laughs> you just go sicko mode and you just fucking Yeah, you just go up. sicko mode or blast her with fucking materia. <laughs> I did not go sicko mode, and I just tried to fight her, like, normal style. Oh, I and did the same, and I think that's the first time that I had a Phoenix Down actually have to oh, get really? used. And I was out of other Phoenix Downs, and I just ended up having to go sicko mode because she is fucking tough. She's fast as hell. As, as she should, like, 
it makes sense that she would be this difficult. So I, I was kind of glad that this boss was tough. I thought this was a very good boss. I yeah, I enjoyed like, it. You know what it reminded me of a little bit? I mean, very loosely, but it reminded me almost of like the fucking Minotaur in Dark Souls, where like you have an enemy that can reach a lot of area in an incredibly small room, right? Then you're like, yeah, oh, and like, yeah, the Capra Demon. Yeah, the Capra Demon, and like. Shulk is crazy fast and can hit you like like she'll be across the room and on you in like less than a second but the room is super small so there's just like no way to put your like room in between yourself and Shulk because she's always closing the gap constantly also she's shorter than any enemy we've fought so far yeah, yeah. so I keep overshooting her because she's so small and, and when she runs at you she zigzags so she doesn't do it's it in like a line it's like Shadow the Hedgehog yeah. it's, when you're in the heat of the fight it, it feels really cool and like very like tense and stuff but watching it back like she does have some very cool animation she does some like Sonic the Hedgehog flips and stuff like that and like jumps up on the wall and stuff but when she's moving around and zigzagging it like she's uh, her model's just kind of like completely still and like just kind of shifting a little bit yeah. so it's like what is she just wearing heels or something like <laughs> doing some cool drifts on the wet floor yeah but like i, I thought it was a cool boss too because like she doesn't do a lot of damage at once but she hits you so fast and like resets her attacks so fast that you just you're just getting beat down if you don't know what you're doing like if you there was a like a, a large attack during the second half where she like does something where I, I forget what she does exactly mm -hmm. um Actually, look oh, I just realized I, I actually didn't go sicko mode on this boss. I, I did fight it just straight up. I had to use two Phoenix Downs, though. Okay. Oh, so when she gets uh, half uh, HP, um, she'll grow even faster and attack with more ferocity. I think she also has a shield at some point, too, right? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, she sometimes casts Protect. Okay. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Which is really rough. But it's, it's a cool boss. I, I like this boss. I thought it was well done. She has a single sword slash, a twirling slash, a leap overhead slash, a dashing sword slash, and an eight-strike combo, which I did get. <laughs> Devastating barrage. The you got hit with combo. the eight-way chili. Yeah, so <laughs> I threw on a, uh, a Phoenix down before this fight pretty oh, early yeah. on just because she was whittling me down pretty fast. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good fight. It's, it's got many aspects to it that I think are very interesting. So, yeah, even if the room's not very interesting, the uh, the fight is. Yeah, I, I feel fight. like the the fight is interesting because the room, it the one thing about the room is that it is small, and that's what makes. Yeah, she it definitely so cool. uses it to her advantage as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, good, good boss, good boss, well, well designed. The first good boss. This is why this game's making me so crazy because I like I hate this shit, but then I love this shit. <laughs> so shell croaks. And uh, Shalua runs in and cradles her and holds her. <laughs> she's not her, right? dead or anything, but yeah. No, she's just a little. She's tuckered out. Yeah, we've we've effectively sedated her by shooting her with seven thousand bullets. <laughs> with the ten thousand dying. Seven thousand <laughs> reeve reeve bullets. Bitter beings. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, reeve and Vincent just leave, right? Reeve and Vincent leave. Um, I find myself in the room with the uh the jukebox again but i'm still galleon beast so it's like <laughs> oh, i'm <laughs> me hungry oh like so you were galleon beast and then not galleon beast in the cutscene, and then galleon beast again <laughs> yeah it was very confusing i was like oh i wonder if i like did a glitch where i'm just gonna be galleon beast forever oh, that would <laughs> i just tried using the machine i didn't get to use the jukebox but i would just be imagining like <laughs> just a big werewolf trying to use jukeboxes. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nice that they have the jukebox here, so you can refill on uh, any phoenix downs that you might have used, or mm -hmm. grab some potions because you're probably low on resources now. Uh, and then we we start to walk back the way we came, right? Like we're we're going down into that hallway again. 
Um, and then Azul busts through the ceiling. Azul busts through the ceiling. Um, we, see, we see this great big boy. We see West Borland again. <laughs> um, Just and, one. And he more. says, answer me this. Do you even know why you exist? And like Vincent just doesn't say anything. And he says, just as I thought, ignorant to your own destiny. But very well, I'll show you what you really are. And uh, Vincent tries to shoot him, but he has that like magical protective orb that he did in the first episode. There's actually something that happens here that um, he shoots a mine that's on the floor that is never addressed. Um, <laughs> through uh, data mining, there actually, I think, is a tutorial section, maybe a component to this hallway that we never that was maybe scrapped in the final game, but there is like dialogue of Reeve explaining how these mines work. Oh, and weird. It's never actually, so we, there's like a little thing on the floor that uh, Vincent just immediately shoots without like, <laughs> without any like, uh, no fanfare. He shot the Roomba and explodes. Um, and yeah, we do see like this kind of honeycomb, cool sci-fi shield. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it, unpenetrable, impenetrable, impenetrable. Impregnable. It goes. It goes further to be proven that we can't penetrate the armor because he says, "You think that toy can penetrate my armor?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he he starts kind of chasing Vincent, and Reeve's like, "Oh, over here!" He, you know, he has a way out. So Vincent and Reeve run through the hallways, running away from Azul, and they run into like a big hangar area or like a warehouse section. And the chase is fucking hilarious. Yeah, because it's like. You see him and like right before he does the chase, like Azul like runs towards the camera and it has this cool like fade effect and stuff and you see him smiling and you're like, Oh shit. It almost set it up like I thought it was gonna be like a crash bandicoot level where you're like running towards the camera and have to jump over barrels and, and he's behind <laughs> you and stuff. Like that's how it was like set up. Or like Resident Evil where like this Mr. X coming down the hallway and you kinda have to slow him down or yeah. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta yeah. shoot his hat off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get that trophy. Um but it ends up just like being more of a cutscene where Azul is chasing after them and like Reeve and Vincent are both running but it looks like me if like I'm I'm crossing the street and then the light starts to turn and I can <laughs> keep walking and would make it across by the time the light changes is not a big deal but like to be polite to the drivers and stuff I kind of just do a brisk jog to try and get there a little bit faster. Like that's what they look like they're doing when running away from this hulking like monster. It's just like, <laughs> like they look like Steven Seagal running. <laughs> My suspicion is that when they developed this, because like mocap wasn't like a huge thing, they just probably just were okay. We need some footage of you running, but we only have the office to work in. Right now. <laughs> so we have to like run without making sure you like actually running. Cause yeah. you don't want to fucking run into the wall. Cause you only have like, like a right. few feet of like working space to work with. <laughs> That's my suspicion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, speaking of things that make a lot of sense, Reeve directs us to where he was, you know, leading us, and it's a gigantic fucking like bazooka, like comically <laughs> yeah, large RPG. bazooka, where he just like Vincent just runs right up to it. Um, Azul still has his like goofy ass smile on his face. Vincent just like picks it up over his shoulder. It's like insanely large it's insanely large turns it at azul and fires it and there's a huge explosion that blows both vincent and reeve backwards I, in like a an action scene slow fucking, way their action jump i mean like in my notes i wrote in all caps extreme action jumping for this because it's like again a, a nice like mocap jump of them probably just like doing like a fake jump onto like a pillow or something like that. it's incredible what? it's incredible. really really funny um 
I do like that Vincent says you shouldn't leave those things lying around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. Um, and Reeve does like start to laugh, and then we realize like, oh no, yeah. Azul's still here. He's still here, but his shield is down. Yep. So we have yeah. getting our second boss fight of the day. We got to kill him the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And I know it, uh, for the last boss, I was like, oh, it's like Raven from Metal Gear Solid. I take that back. This one's like Raven from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> this took me like 30 seconds to do. Did you pop a limit break? No. Oh, okay. I, I did because I was just like, fuck it. I just got a, a owned by the last boss. I'm just going sicko. Well, here, let, me, let me tell you what you should do first. Or not well, the game intended strategy. And then you give me yours. There's, I saw there's a bunch of ladders and there's a bunch of like, uh, uh, what's it called? Barrels that the you can exploding shoot. Exploding barrels. I think I started by shooting the exploding barrels yeah. a couple times. He's surrounded by three exploding barrels first. Yeah. But either way, he, he has like a Gatling gun. He has a Gatling gun. And the thing is, he can mow you down real, real quick if you're out in the open. But there's and a lot of... Occasionally he does like a ground slam that sends like a shockwave. So you have to yeah. run the jump yeah. with it. So it's like a big hammer at the same time. Yeah, but he moves very slow. He doesn't actually like come towards you. He just runs. He just walks back and forth, right? Well, he will eventually walk toward you. So if you hide behind something, he'll try to walk over to that area, and then okay. you lure him to the different barrels and blow them up. But the thing is, he like you can damage him in any other way as well. So you just don't have to do that. But I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. So what what I did was I shot the three barrels that would first hit him. Does a lot of damage to it him. Does a like lot of his health damage. damage. Like he he takes. It, he does not take hits. Uh, like I guess it makes sense that he had that protect thing because he's yeah. pretty weak when you can actually hit him. But um, I I started like kind of running away from him, and then he did a slam attack that sent out shockwaves that I didn't see coming, and it knocked me on my ass, and my my HP was so low, and I didn't actually grab more resources. So I was like, "Fuck this, dude! Sicko mode. Let's go." Yep. <laughs> so I just went uh, into beast mode, and even still, like you get close to him if you try throwing. Um, the the fireballs at him in Galliant Beast form, it doesn't do any damage, so you actually have to get close quarters and attack him. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of damage, but he'll also just kick you. Yeah. <laughs> and like then you like flop on the ground and it takes a while to get back up. So it was still pretty slow to fight him, but Yeah, so what I did, um, because I've done this fight maybe two ish times so far. But, but yeah, basically you can hit the he's surrounded by three barrels, which you can hit immediately. Which I think they almost do like seven hundred HP each. And then as he's like walking, he's walking to the other end of the uh, the the warehouse, and you can I think you can pick off maybe one or two more uh, barrels that he walks by, take him down even more. What I didn't realize, and I just realized last night, is up on like different like sh uh, catwalks. Of course, there are exploding barrels. I thought you had to like go up and push them, but apparently, if you shoot them, they just fall. Oh really? Him. Oh okay. So as soon as he got to the other end, I shot three of them that were just above him, and he just immediately died. <laughs> I wonder if, um, I know we talked about like the differences between the uh, international and Japanese versions. I wonder if in the Japanese version you actually have to do these like tricks to take them out. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, those were added, the ones up on, above were yeah. added to make it a little easier. But yeah, if, I thought if you would shoot them, they would just explode like every other barrel. But apparently if you shoot them, they fall and then explode. Interesting. I feel like a different it, mechanic. it makes sense that they would have, um, that they would have removed uh, the, the, landmine section if they were going to do that um just because like going from that bo that first boss fight into you know a section like that where you'd probably be likely to die into this section even with like jukeboxes in between would probably be pretty rough yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah i also wonder if there was gonna be a corridor fight as well yeah which would 
There's a lot of little things that could have been in this. Either way, though, the correct answer is just to pop limit break and then just fucking go ape shit on him. <laughs> yeah. Just hit him with the hit him with the galleon beast. Hit him with it's also beast. extremely funny when you do that because then it goes into a cutscene immediately after, and Vincent is not in galleon beast form, yeah. and instead he's just holding his gun, like pointing it up high to like Azul's face because he is very tall. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty funny. You kick his ass as the beast, and then just see that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And then he does what uh, Vincent did last episode and falls backwards on. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Azul. I mean, is he dead? Like I, he, we fucking. He just goes. You may think. This is the end. But Yeah, he's just sneeping. He's sneeping, okay. He's he's gotta get his daily dose of Mako and then he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um But that's basically it, right? That's, we, that's the end of all the gameplay, yeah. We're back in the uh the atrium. Yep. And for some reason, uh Vincent declares he's going to Nibelheim. He is. He's going to Nibelheim. Yeah. Um and Reeve Reeve says, oh, you're going to Shinra Manor, but that's where, oh, I understand. So this is implied that maybe because of his realization with uh, Lucretia's involvement so. in experiments beginning of this episode that he is going to go investigate. That's how I took it. Yeah. The gas lab or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think so. Or is it Hojo's it's, lab? I think it's Hojo's lab. Yeah, I keep getting them confused. Gas, la- gas is over by the snowboarding. Hojo just does so many things that are ghastly. Ho, ho. Hmm. Like a thousand dead souls. I was gonna try to um, work in ghast lighting, but ooh, it's all right. We can workshop it a little bit. Yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll hit it back next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, understood. However, be on your guard. We have reports of deep ground units deployed in that area. If you wish to enter the manor in one piece, I suggest you use the sewer system extending from the old Mako reactor. It probably smells like a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I have been waiting for a fucking sewer section for so long. So I've, I've, but uh, Vincent says sewer. How appropriate is that? And like, is this supposed to be ironic or yeah. something like that? Oh, and then Reeve says, now as for me and my feline companion, it's time we found out what deep ground is truly up to. Ooh, yeah, exciting. Um, so yeah, he he's very. Uh, this episode, uh, Reeve and Shketchi are very uh, third person, different entities, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, weird. But yeah, that's the end of the chapter. I like the theory that Reeve is a robot. Yeah, Reeve is the robot. Ketchy is actually the uh, the real creature. Real critter. The real critter. Which means that he can be possessed by multiple real critters because that one died in the Temple of the Ancients. Maybe. I don't like this. This, You know, you know, this, you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> it's getting too dark. This reminds me of when I like was younger and I found out that like all of your cells are individual living organisms, but somehow they make up your body, which is one living organism. And it just like bothered me. And now I'm like having the same like existential crisis over like Reeve and Ketchy. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> it's like, damn, I feel bad for all the cells that have to put up with the way I treat my fucking body. <laughs> yeah, whenever like if you like scratch an itch, you're just like killing a bunch of skin cells. It's like, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. It's either them or me. <laughs> uh, so how'd you guys do this chapter? I don't know. It's been so I... long since I've done this chapter that the uh, the VOD didn't stay up on Twitch. So oh, nice. I'm going to assume that I got... S rank S's on across the board. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a chapter ranking of A, but I love the way. I won't go down all of my individual sp- stats because who fucking cares? But I do like that the uh, if you read down my things, it's bad because I got a B A D, <laughs> and then bad C, 
<laughs> and then I, I picked it up a little bit and got my favorite thing ever, which is bass. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a B-A-S-S-S. Bad, bad sea bass. Bad sea bass. Bad, bad voodoo daddy. Bad, bad sea bass. So yeah, uh, I collected all the Mako for the first time. Oh, nice. Mm. I think. Did I get all mine? I got 83% of the Mako. I, I, I must have just skipped. I think there's a few I just skipped because like, ah, I'm good. I definitely yeah. didn't get the one with the table in the middle of the room, so that's embarrassing. <laughs> there's no VOD to prove that you didn't get it, though. Um, I got a lot of bees. <laughs> bees! Um, bees. Plenty of bees. Accuracy rate, 45%. Kill chains, 28. Uh, magic casted, 7. Times KO, 0. Nice. Oh, I guess Spire, the more magic you cast, the better? Because I had 12 magic casted. Interesting. So I guess they incentivize doing that. Okay. Well, I mean, they incentivize getting the Mako as well. So they want you being extra, so just more, more number. <laughs> number like, go up is always good. I like how it's casted, but um, it's not necessarily like hit with something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can just miss. Just as you're fighting the boss, you just spam all of it like all at once. Yeah. The uh, chapter ranking, I think the specific uh, missions now we get, which is like assist the WRO members. And I uh, I think I let five die because I accidentally blew up a exploding barrel that yes yes to. i had 16 i i couldn't remember what part of the segment that was in but you like run into a hallway and you just immediately see deep ground soldiers chasing wro soldiers but you also immediately see a bunch of barrels so i just shot the barrel and killed all like eight of the things <laughs> um and i was like fuck because four of them were my dudes so i got 16 out of 20 uh. so that's better than I did. I just I just shot that barrel and killed everyone, and I was just like, uh... Those were real people with real families, Carl. I was like, chat, you didn't see that. That was something, <laughs> something else happened there. They knew what they were in for when they volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hurry to the command center. This is where I was thinking that, like, the time... They wish they just showed you the fucking time. But mine said three out of four, A. Oh, so yeah. I'm guessing that, like... Yeah, I got four out of four, so I guess under a minute. You I'm can... guessing it starts at four out of four, and then after, like, every 30 seconds it go or something, it's it like, goes down a tick. It's like George like Costanza leaving a tip, where he, like, starts out with the, <laughs> the total potential tip and then takes dollars away. <laughs> Reprehensible. Don't do that. Don't do that. We love, we love George Costanza, but do not do that. Do not do that, yeah. Yeah, I guess there would have been another one, too, for the, uh, the mission that you got with the turret, Curtis, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if there's, like, always unlockable missions that you can do as well. To get the best ranking, reach the command center before less than one minute is shown on the timer. Yeah, it makes sense. So did you get 4 out of 4, Carl? Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, there are 20 WRO members. and Annihilate the enemies. Like, after you see Azuld, uh, operate the heavy machine gun and destroy as many enemies as possible. So I'm, assume, I'm assuming that when you do that, it does show you, like, the total amount of enemies you could take out. If you are playing along with the podcast... And you did not get an S rank on this chapter. Go back and do it again. We will. You're not, you're not allowed to listen to the next episode till you get an S. <laughs> this or is for winners if you only. are listening, if you are listening to this podcast and not playing along, that's probably the ideal way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, this game is actually really fun. Though. No, it's. I tell you what, I don't want to color y'all's perception of it or anything like that. I'm going to afraid to say anything because I don't want to like inception ideas into people's minds. I really like the next level. Like the next chapter Ooh, is nice. the best one I've played yet. Everyone loves a sewer level, right? That's always the best place to be you know in what? video games. It's it's the rare occasion where like the sewer level's the best level. It's it's really fucking good. Nice. Well, I'm excited. I actually haven't gotten this far yet. I like yeah, how on like this uh, on, on this season we don't have to be like, okay, here's where you need to stop. It's just like, yeah, just go until you get the chapter ranking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah, that. I think so that's, far so uh, good. That's about it for today, right? I think so. All right, well, 
thank you so much everyone for listening thank you all for playing I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> I don't know if I should be thanked. I killed four fucking WRO soldiers when I played. I don't know if I should be thanked. Yeah, it was posted like a little late, but uh, Shadem posted uh, some cool textures from Edge, which we found out were um, reused from Advent Children. Yeah, that's awesome. Makes, makes sense. Because we actually do see a we see an area in Advent Children called Edge of Midgar, which I'm curious if that is actually what Edge is. Is actually part of Midgar or not? Um but yeah, there are like uh, posters and around uh, besides Loveless and uh, the Aerith posters. There's uh, an Anaki pet shop. There's uh, Edge Pizza. There's uh, what else? There's like the Chocobo sign. I'm looking at the, all the, the textures. It's cool. Okay, go follow uh, Shade Dump. That's uh, S H A D E M P 88. And there's a lot of really cool uh, goodies from Dirge Cerberus. Hell yeah. And they've been a great resource. I asked them a bunch of shit, including how to do the fucking uh, zoom hovering. Yeah. Which is completely bonkers. We don't want to open any more doors during the <laughs> yeah. course of this game. <laughs> no more doors. <laughs> NMD, no more doors. Um, yeah, you guys have anything to announce? No. No. No, I don't think so. I Just got a new guitar. It's downstairs. I haven't opened it yet. That's what I'm going to do after this podcast. Curtis. I'm going to, I know, whatever. It's a red <laughs> Charvel, a DK 24 HSS. Oh. With red stained ash. You know, that guitar, it looks great. It looks awesome. It's a very Vincent Valentine guitar. <gasps> oh my god, it's Vincent Valentine colors. Cool. <laughs> How appropriate. I'm going to go and uh, learn Jenny was a friend of mine on bass. Oh, you nice. know what? It's fun. It's super fun. I can teach it to yeah, you. I, you I know, because uh, you posted that video. I'm like, oh, this is a nice song. I'm going to learn it. Yeah, it's super fun. What were we saying, Curtis? Nothing important. I was going to say that I bought a dresser from Ikea. I've been very excited and happy about that. God, I wish that were me. Anyone want to set me up for an outro? What happened in this episode? Alex, would you like to shoot us with the child-sized bullets made for chi children? <laughs> Alex, would you like to replace most of the podcast with... Uh... <laughs> Fuck. Would, you, yeah, would you like to replace more than half of the podcast? <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you to Masashi Uzi for the music. Uh, leave us a video on iTunes, if you so wish. A rating on Spotify, if you so wish. Uh, leave a text message or voice message at 530 Materia. Uh, we got a voicemail asking us, what is our favorite battle theme so far? <gasps> What's our favorite battle theme? So far of what we've covered or overall? I think so. I think okay. it was the whole season. There Not is the whole season. Sorry, the whole, the, whole, uh, the whole podcast, I think. There is one correct answer for the series as a whole, and I think we've already talked about it, but it's called The Extreme, and it's from the best game. <laughs> and it is uh, from Final Fantasy VIII, which we'll get there when we get there. And explain in detail why it's the best. But so but far, that's a good question. So far, I, know, I have my answer. I already know what my answer is. Yeah, take it away. I'm a big fan of the ten one boss battle from FF4. Yeah, that's a that's a very good song. One. Is so good. You mean from Super Mario RPG? Yes. Or I guess that's not the boss theme that plays it, in. It's just the it's the Kulix boss. Yeah, I forget how it works. Um, ba, 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 ba. shit, that's a very really good question. I bet it, bet it. Oh yeah, those are good. I'm trying to think of which theme it is from Final Fantasy VII, but it would probably be that one. The Yeah, that one that they did the piano version of in Advent Children when Tifa was fighting that yeah. dude. Actually, you know what? I guess I have to go with oh, the, the obvious Genova. answer. I would, I, well, I would say probably Genova would be my That's a real go good one. That's such Every a good Every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, but no, I think it was still more fighting or those who fight. Um is the one that you're thinking of, Alex, with the uh, the piano yeah. arrangement? That's also really good. I mean, all the battle themes are so fucking good. Yeah. Nobuo never misses. Yeah, he really doesn't. 100% success record. But yeah, ask us more questions. That, that 
catch me off guard to where I'm just like, oh, I think my favorite song is all of the songs. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but yeah, Genova. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, you can find us at every FNFF on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can join our Discord where we've been trying to do a little bit more uh, community events. We just watched Evan Children, as we mentioned. We're going to watch it again. Uh, Last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we will be watching at the time of this recording, but you will have missed it. Just go ahead and compress time, and then you can be a part of the watch party. Yeah. Hack into my computer and uh, get this episode early so I'm just you can gonna, know about I'm it. I'm just going to write a <laughs> script. I'm just going to write a script of uh, all of the comments that I made while we were talking about it. Because we're, we're just not doing voice chat or anything, because too much would be going on with that. But um, I'm just going to take all of the comments and have them post exactly as I at the same time throughout the uh, thing like replay chat even at the point where i'm like hey alex i think the connection is being weird i'm dropping a lot of things <laughs> even if it's not happening that time i do like the idea of a brad neely style the narration yeah that would be quite the undertaking like a graceful gazelle vincent leaps into the building leaving the helicopter fight for another day <laughs> <laughs> Catchy walked in. His face was just fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But uh, yeah, don't worry. The podcast will only sedate her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye, everyone. See you next week. I don't know why I threw up the peace sign while doing that. No one can see this shit but you guys. I think everyone, you can hear it. You can really hear it on the audio.